Okay, let's play the music. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. I almost said welcome to Granite Springs Church. <laughs> but we can say welcome to Granite Springs Church to one person in this room. Yeah. And I think we should introduce him right off the bat. Get him in the mix. Get him in the mix. Have him mix it up. Actually, I think it'd be probably better. What listeners really want is for you and I to talk for about 30 minutes, and then we can bring our guest in. <laughs> There's such after. high demand for you and There's I such high chit-chatting. Demand. Just the two of us, without anyone else in the room. So, yeah, no, we don't, we don't have an intern in the room that we've asked to be silent like we did on one episode. No, that was, that was funny. <laughs> We have we have a real live guest here. A real live guest who is able, has a microphone is able, if not encouraged, to speak for himself. <laughs> Mildly his, encouraged. His name is Pastor Mark Holland of City Life Church in Sacramento, California, hello, and he's our hello. guest today. Say hi, Mark. Hi. All right. I'm here. I've Good. never been on a podcast before, so I'm really excited. Are you feeling pretty nervous, or are you just just pure excitement, adrenaline? All of it. Yeah. All of it. All of it. it yeah. is. It's all there. Okay. What yeah, what do you picture in your mind? Like, uh, do you picture people with earbuds in? Like, like in terms of audience, Ooh. do you picture like uh, people right. in the room with us? How does that Ooh. work for you? I don't know. That's a great question. I hadn't. Is that what you do though in pod? Because I'm new to pod. Are you supposed to wait? Do that? To be clear, you picture people in this <laughs> room with earbuds. In? <laughs> I'm saying yeah, with earbuds. In. <laughs> is that <laughs> help? Plugs in. <laughs> does that help? Uh, yeah, I, or, I think it helps to to. Picture. Yeah. Sometimes I picture like my mom listening. Yeah, that's that's actually that'll help me keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage you to keep yeah. it clean. So yeah. So what would mom? <laughs> you know those bracelets instead of WWJD. Right. What would it what be? would mom listen to? Okay. WWMLT. Yeah. Hi mom. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we can all say hi to our moms. My mom. I was yeah. pretending my mom. <laughs> Well, your, would your mom listen to a podcast you were on? She, yeah, I think she would. Yeah, my yeah. joke with my sermon podcast is always that, like, <clears throat> like, because our church has the sermons podcast. Tell me, well, well, tell me about the sermon podcast. I mean, it's just you like mean the sermon. Just a recording sermon. It's like the sermon. oh, I see. Yeah, it's like the sermon, yeah, yeah. downloadable sermon every week. But my joke is that, like, hey, there's like 22 listens this week, and two of them were my mom. You know, <laughs> so I'm used to thinking, listen twice. Yeah, but I, she might listen to this if she hears about it. It depends on how this goes. If it goes well, then maybe I'll really up your viewership by getting the word out through my um, social media, okay. you know, my global following. Well, right you, I think you promised us, because I yeah. want to be, be clear about something. You <laughs> right. invited yourself to come on well, this that's podcast. That's kind of touchy, Matt. Right? Well, kind of I mean, touchy. You just, called him out immediately. I just yeah. feel like we should clear the air here. <laughs> I don't, if things go south quickly, I don't want people to be confused. I but may, I think you yes. promised us at least two new listeners. Yes. That yes. was kind of part of the contract. For sure, yeah. That, yep. that we there was a up. lot of demands, but we worked it out. We did work it out. <laughs> it was a lengthy list of demands. That would be fun to pull. I don't remember what I said in that email, but it would be fun to pull that out. But yeah, It was very convincing be because here you are, uh-huh. and we're glad to have you. We are. Yeah. It's good to be here. What's, yeah, uh, nice. What do you think about opening up with uh, a, little, a little segment, an old classic, an old favorite? old favorite called I Like It. Okay, as we all know, 
I like it as a segment wherein. 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 <laughs> I've been doing this new thing are with W's. In, are we in Atlanta? Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even need to be a WH. It could be water. <laughs> Wade in the water. Uh, this is a segment wherein we talk about uh, things that we like. It's really quite self-explanatory. Quite positive. It's positive. It's like the opposite of beefs. It I don't really know if we've is, talked really about this. It really is the opposite of beefs. It's not, it gives beefs like somewhere, hmm. it makes us not seem like grouchy, entitled uh, white dudes. I feel like beefs are hmm. like pretty, always pretty fun to share, but also you need to balance them out by recognizing hmm. that there are some things in the world you appreciate. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want? Are you interested in going first, Mark? We'd love. I, to I'd have, love to go first. Yeah. What? Are, so beefs is another segment you do. We have done a yeah. big fan. I see. Okay. Uh, we have <laughs> done beefs uh, in the past, <laughs> whereby we complain about things. <laughs> well, I'm no. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to represent. You got to understand. There's a lot of people out there listening today for the first time, and they need. They want to feel like right. someone All the else. Listeners, you've brought it. Yeah. So oh, yeah. someone. That's a good so I'm this kind of like, hey, you know, let's assume they're listening. Welcome to new yeah. listeners and to fans, Mark. It, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like um, I like the NBA. Oh, okay. that's a real answer. I like the NBA. It's my outlet. I follow it. I follow basketball. I got to see the Kings play Monday night and, hey, beat, and beat the Spurs. It I was, was there. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah, so it was a little demoralizing. Yeah. But yeah. things are getting tense know. in here. Yeah, I like it. I got to go on the court and be part of the high five line. Wait, the Sacramento oh, nice. Kings beat the San Antonio Spurs. A 14 game drought. We've lost them 14 games in oh, a row. Wow. Oh, wow. and okay. we snapped it. Yeah. It was, okay. It was very disappointing. Congratulations! But. You were down there. Yeah. High fiving. Got to go high five, and those guys are unbelievably tall. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know that. You know that like I knew that right. that they're right. that tall. But then when they're actually there, you're like it's crazy. They're, they're like on huge. TV you have no concept of how huge they yeah. are cuz you're just yeah, seeing yeah. them in relation to each other, right? Right. Like yeah. the people who look short are like my height. Yeah. Right. Taller. right. Yeah. And then when you're actually next yeah. to them, you realize like they're like another species. Like Steph Curry, he's 6'3". Right. He's like the smallest guy on TV when you're watching and uh-huh. he's like the tallest height of anyone in like my family or in my close life. Yeah. Like that's, you know, but he's like <laughs> tiny. It's, yeah. It was wild. Yeah. yeah. Do you tell us more about the NBA? So, uh, like, what, what do you like about it? Who are your sleeper fantasy picks for the year? Oh, my God. Well, everyone uh, thinks. For, for listeners unfamiliar with sports terminology, oh, fantasy, uh, yeah. NBA. Stands oh, for National <laughs> Basketball National Basketball Association. Basketball is a sport. Right on. Wherein, oh, I thought you were going to start in, explaining <laughs> tall dudes dribble a ball. Yeah. What do you like about the NBA? Oh, I just love basketball. I play, like I played this morning at 5.30. I played basketball. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, it's, it's a part of me. So that, at 5.30 yeah. this morning? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a gym or something? Yeah, at a gym by my head. The Y. Okay. Yeah, downtown. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so I just it's just a thing where like, I don't know, in the midst of like, I'm a church planter and I've been starting a church and pastoring that same church for like almost 15 years. And so it, at some point I realized I had to like have more of an outlet and I just, it just went right back to basketball, which I used to, you know, going 15, 20 years before that used to care about more. And it was like, it just snapped right back into place. Like, Ooh, you know, yeah, like other things you guys like. Yeah. It feels comfortable. Yeah. 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 And it's great. It just keeps, there's, and there's like tons of podcasts. Yeah. So it's pretty much, that's what I, the podcasts I listen What's to. What's your favorites? 
Um, um, there's um, just probably going to edit all this. This is stupid. NBA yeah, probably. Edit yeah, we'll yeah, probably yeah. edit all this yeah. out. Fun fact: Seku Smith is uh, he's like a broadcaster for like ESPN. He's my wife's neighbor. They grew up playing together. What? Wow. So that's what? fun. That's that a fun is, NBA that fact. That is a fun fact. And that then, is a fun. And then there's another one by Bill Simmons. There's a Bill Simmons like okay. basketball podcast, and there's like a, a couple other ones that I've been starting to listen to. Okay. Those are my go-tos. So it's not just the sport itself, but the uh, analysis around the sport yeah. that you like. It just helps me escape. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's fun. Um, to go a little bit deeper, what are you escaping? <laughs> Well, I was under the impression that there were three of us who have different likes in this room. And before we went deep on uh, oh, right. that, we might keep it superficial, like all like the you know. Before I get, we can come back. We'll come back around. <laughs> we'll, to come you. Back. we'll come back to that. We'll come back. To that. That's all good. All right. You want to go? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, this is a little bit of an. This is a little bit of a tribute to our old friend Sam Gutierrez. Oh wow! Because my. I like it. And this is new for me. I haven't always, like, Mark's grown up loving NBA, I think. This is a new love for me. Hmm. And it's the love of a little place called Taco Bell. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Did not see this coming. I've, I've been always one of these guys who just mm-hmm. kind of poo-poos fast food. It's like, eh, it's, it's terrible mm-hmm. for you. There's mm-hmm. always a better option. And, um, you know, there's questionable materials that's made out of and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, but then... I had kids who started to grow up and be, like, involved in stuff. And then what I do is I find myself, my wife's working full-time, and I kind of do a lot of this, like, ferrying the kids around. And I'm finding that, oh, sometimes you just need to get a $2 burrito in their tum-tums so that you Mm -hmm. can move on with your life because you have to get them to the next thing. So every Mm. Tuesday is Taco Bell Tuesday because that's the kind of their busy day. That's what we do. We stop. We have just, like, this 20-minute break, and that's the... There's not enough time to go home and eat, and that's what we had to do. And it's five bucks to feed them both, you know? So it's cheap, and they love it, and uh, it gets us, kind of keeps us moving. So Taco Bell, I was wrong all these years. Wow. I, I apologize like to Taco Bell. I apologize to Sam. Did you grow up eating fast food or no, no. fast food growing up? No, okay. but it was. I think it was more of like a, a budgetary thing. Yeah, sure. Right? Like if, mm-hmm. if we went to McDonald's, like... It was mm-hmm. a huge deal, right? It was yeah. a big treat. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was mm-hmm. just like, she was just a good cook. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm down for Taco Bell. My I like it stems from, uh, so I, I was a little sick yesterday, still recovering. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's a lot of drawbacks to being sick. But one of the great things about being sick is when you're not at work, you can take naps. So my I like it. Mm. are naps. And I don't just want to talk about sick naps. Woo-hoo! I don't want to talk about just sit, sick naps. Sick naps are great. Preach it! They have their own kind of <laughs> unique quality to them because they're maybe slightly drug fever induced and so you're kind of like fading oh, in yeah. and out. So there's a pleasantness to that. You know, just a release from kind of feeling crummy. Mm-hmm. But I, I've got two other kinds of naps that I also want to highlight. Okay. One, one is what I call uh, This is cute. One is what I call academic naps. This is very Matt Tim's what you're doing. Yeah, right yeah. Right. Well, of course. I love it. Piece I, of paper. I'm bringing my own, my own. I like it. I've got, I've got notes here. <laughs> got notes. So don't forget. <laughs> got notes. Carry on. Uh, so my first introduction to naps was really what I call academic naps. That's when you're huh. a student and you're just 
Yeah. So tired, you can hardly think, and you just need a little 15, 20 minute shut of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your schedule is all they, over the place. Your sleep exactly. schedule is all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Shut your yeah, eyes, totally. wake up, get back on that horse. That there's something really satisfying about knowing like you just you just replenished, yeah. you mm-hmm. restarted a little bit. So that's that's its own kind of satisfaction. It doesn't like necessarily deal with the stress. Like that's not a stress relieving nap, but it is it is a helpful nap. Then there's sick naps, and then the number one. And Aaron, I kind of I feel like you're gonna feel me on this. Okay. Is a Sunday afternoon nap. Oh, baby! And that one usually I am a pretty hard like twenty, fifteen to thirty minutes. Like I'm not napping longer, but Sunday afternoons mm-hmm. can sleep that afternoon away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just set that thing to snooze. That snooze goes off, you know, ten times. Yeah, and it's just it's perfect. So I like naps. Yeah, naps. I like it. <laughs> So we didn't just have Mark in here to talk about basketball or basketball podcasts or his love of the NBA. Right. We also wanted to talk about a little thing he's been interested in, and we hope you all will be too. What is it? Centering prayer. Centering prayer. Yeah. This is a type of prayer. Yes, it is. It, you know, and almost the way you did that made it seem like you didn't prepare for this podcast. <laughs> And you just, you got to the point where you're like, I have no idea why Mark's here. And so you said, it is. And you looked at me and I was like, I could have said anything. You would have been like, tell us more. We would have gone with it. No, centering prayer. I I threw out an email or text to to Matt or you or whatever. And I said, I could talk about this or things that come to mind, this, that, what, the other. But the thing I'm least qualified to talk about is centering prayer. But it's also the thing I would be most excited to talk about. And we said... That's exactly Ex- what we're looking for. Excitement <laughs> trumps knowledge every day. So, yeah, yes, exactly. we, we did know what you were here to talk about, but we don't know much about it. So cool. we'd love to be curious right. with you. And so you guys ever tried it, ever gotten into some weird class, and someone's like, nah, we're just going to do this for five minutes? Have you Maybe had just a little ever? bit. But, I mean, you got to yeah. tell us what it is, okay. All I right. think, yeah. for us to know whether we've <clears throat> had an experience of it. Centering prayer. So Father Thomas Keating. Have you heard that name? He just passed away, and he's like a big figure. In, I think he's a Franciscan. He's like in the Catholic trend. Again, I don't really know a lot about him. I haven't even okay. read his book, um, which a lot of people oh, – what's it called? Um, I forget what his book is called. Uh, basically, Father Keating, Father Thomas Keating, um, you know, has, has written this book, and then there's, there's guidelines, and they're very simple. It's, it's basically – Get relaxed in a comfortable position, usually with your your back straight, your feet on the floor, and you kind of get in a just a, a very kind of structurally sound position. I think is how I would put it. And then, because um, you're going to be sitting in this position for a while, and you just kind of want to, you don't want to have as few distractions, so you don't, you really just want to sit in the same position. Um, and then you choose a sacred word, and you don't want the word. You want the word almost to be like just almost like a blank. It's like, it's not even, it doesn't even have to be a word. Some people will say like, just pay attention to your breath. Um, the word might be amen. It might be God. It might be Abba. It might be father. So just, you know, it might be love. Um, it might be, if you're Catholic, you know, it might be Mary or something, but just like something very, you don't, you almost don't want it to be like, um, grace or so, cause that's like a very active, deep, meaningful word in a way, like it's a doctrine, you know, so it's almost like, almost like less than that, less meaning in it than that, just something very top level, just, so, so that word now, you enter into center, time of silence, 
Um, if someone's guiding you, they might have a little gong thing to kind of start it. Or if it's an app, their Centering Prayer app, it, it'll play the sound for you. And you just start. And so then as soon as you – as soon as a thought comes into your mind of some sort, you, um, you notice it and you just – you say in your head, you say in your mind the, the, um, the sacred word. So you just would say silently to yourself, Abba. You know? and, and saying of the word is um, kind of releasing that thought, like noticing it and just gently releasing it. Um, and the word is a symbol of your intention to consent to the divine presence and activity in your life. Whoa. Ooh! Yeah, say that again. Yeah, so say that's that again. yeah. The word, the sacred word you use, is a symbol of your intention to consent to the divine presence and activity in your life. Huh. So that's kind of it, it's. It's not like your focus goes to something alternative. It's like you're doing. An, it's not like you're like okay. I was thinking about mowing the lawn, but I really need to be thinking about the blood of Jesus. It's like I was thinking about the mowing of the lawn. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna see that pass by. I'm gonna you know say goodbye to that thought because I'm consenting to God's presence and action in my life. Hmm. So that's that's kind of the yeah. We think of we think of prayer so much uh, as a collection of words yeah. that we need to speak. Um, and it, uh, the the idea of a wordless or almost wordless mm-hmm. prayer is mm-hmm. kind of interesting to me. Yeah. What what, uh, what initially got you interested in centering prayer? You said you've been doing yeah. this a year and a half, uh-huh. year year and a half. Yeah. How how did you get involved with it? Yeah, and that goes uh, with it. that goes back to your it? that goes back to your question. I wouldn't answer earlier because I felt like I knew that would come up now. The, what, what, what tell us about this escaping <laughs> that you need to do in your life? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So. Um, I'm kind of like, I kind of hit in last year towards the beginning of the year, I hit a point in my life where I was, felt kind of exhausted and fatigued Mm -hmm. with um, my journey. And I think it had a lot to do with giving birth to a church, being the pastor of a new church and starting to have all our children. We have, I have four children and starting to kind of be in lots of kids in the house mode for that same stretch. And I think that just all just really started to wear on me in ways I didn't um, and, and so what I've started, I've started to feel like there's something new coming I, in the, the tools, the, the, the methods and tools of going about life for me that, that were applicable or that worked for my like twenties and early thirties are not, they seem to be not what's going to be helpful in whatever this next chapter is. So oh, that's it a, interesting. It was a good chapter. But it was a chapter of kind of exertion, exertion and I mentioned earlier white knuckling and just kind of yeah. and, and they're sort of like a, those are some examples of tools you're using yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, and even like so then I can say like I look at spiritual practices and going on even if I had like a pr- all good things but I don't know that they're going to be as good for this next chapter because a lot of them were more like getting a hold of a, you know, getting something out of everything I did and like, you know, kind of exerting towards something. So this surrendering is, I don't, I'm not really sure why, but centering prayer is kind of sticking to me right now. It's kind of with me. I'm kind of looking at it and going, okay, you're, I guess you're along for the, you're a part of the ride now and I'm learning what that means and what it's going to do. But that's kind of, that's kind of where, and I, so I knew that I knew about it and I had heard about it, I'd read about it and I knew there was a group. 
up in um, Auburn that meets. Um, and I kind of stumbled onto it kind of working out that, that I could go up most days on Wednesday and go to the Mercy Center in Auburn where Barry Davis leads a group of people in... Shout out uh, to Barry. Sh- Barry, yeah, shout, out. shout out. He was very interested in this podcast. He probably will be listening. All right. Oh, wow. um, so I just discovered this group, and, I, and what they do is they do two 20-minute sits um, with a little meditative walk around the room in between them. And he's just a great guide. He's been doing it a long time. He very simple, kind of guides you into it with some kind of just, hey, okay, just relax, get seated, you know, says a few things to draw your attention to kind of a deeper space and then hits the gong and then it's just silent for 20 minutes. What, what would you say to someone who um, hears you kind of describing this and you mm. kind of alluded to some roots in mysticism? Right. Uh, what would you say to kind of a traditional person who's right. grown up with what could be considered sort of a traditional yeah. prayer life? Yeah. Um, what, what would you do to maybe convince them to try it or describe how right. it's different? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, what I think mm-hmm. is we, I think, I think we think of prayer, I, I kind of said this already, but we think of it just kind of as one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be good to sort of open our eyes, our, our minds to something a little, a little broader definition of prayer, hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, and there's, I mean, what's, what gets tricky is that there are, you know, there's uh, hundreds and hundreds of years of examples of how to pray, mm. even from Christ himself, right? So then, and it's all kind of word based and I, but but yet I think that there is more to it and this, I'm kind of interested in this. I'm just curious what well, you might so say. Well, so I would, so this is what's interesting is that I feel like, you know, you know, meditation apps are really popular right, right now. Yeah. I've got like sure. five of them on my phone <laughs> and I meditate. That, so, do you, I am not even kidding. <laughs> is this the segment called laugh at the guest? <laughs> It's, it's where we yeah, all get out of soon. That was one of the funny things you were bringing, like a joke. It was obviously not. <laughs> this is the segment where we all get out our phones and compare how many um, meditation apps we yeah. each have. Well, is it because I number, numbered how many apps? Yeah. I like it. Um, no, um, Aaron and I go way back, luckily. So, Mark and I have known each other for at least 15 years, yeah. almost 20. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, you, yeah. I just laugh sometimes when I look at you just because I feel like we just are always joking about things. Yes. So what I was, where I was going with that is that um, meditation is like a thing right now. And I've, so I've explored a lot of meditative, especially if I haven't paid for any of them, but I've, the ones that are free. And it's like, okay, you're in a car. You have five minutes. Start the meditation. Now, what's, what's that like? Okay, here's a breathing. Here, you're, you're at work and you need to This break. isn't a driving. No, you can do it while you're driving. You can? Yeah. He's just slowly drifting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay close your eyes. Very dangerous. It's okay. I have a seeing eye dog, so it works out. Get comfortable. Okay, close your eyes. Um, and then there's like, you know, just all these situa- situational. Okay, you're having trouble falling asleep. Would blah, you know, stressed at work, blah, blah, blah. So I've been exploring, and I just noticed that they're all they. So on a again, I'm not very qualified, but my novice perception is all of them are doing the same thing. They're getting you know the meditation apps and these little meditations. They're getting you to slow down, and the the most common thing is to pay attention to your breath. And what happens is that thing I was saying earlier about you know things are coming and you're noticing them and you're letting them go you know your your mind is going and that's like a really active way of living and if you're paying attention to your breath 
you're you're kind of just being present to not where you want to go, what you want to do, what you're grasping at. You're being present to just like where where am I right now? And you kind of stop striving and you just kind of like I don't know, you're just kind of present. So a lot of meditation is just just kind of try to sh- slow the RPMs down and just be where you are. And that ends up being really helpful to people in a lot of different ways. So I was at, we were at like a soccer game the other day. Um, my daughter's nine. She's on a soccer team. And somebody's like talking about the craziness of kids. It was like the day before Halloween and we had soccer practice, not a game. And one of the teams practicing, was they were in costumes for the practice. And this like sent this mom that I was talking to almost over the edge. She's like, I'm so glad our team is not doing <laughs> costumes for the pract- soccer practice the day before Halloween. Because just, you know, it's like so stressful. There's so many like, like parties. One more thing. Yeah. 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 And she yeah. was just, it was like, that was the thing that she just was like, it, 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 she, it, like she just needed to vent. Like, I can relate. So then she's like, you know, I've been thinking about like, like maybe like meditate or blah, blah, blah. And then this other mom to my left like she's like oh yeah my husband and i we meditate like my husband finds on these apps and then he'll just play this 25 minute thing at night and we'll just in bed like we'll just do this. it's just like and i'm like yeah i do and then, you know we're just suddenly all like talking about meditating you know at soccer practice hmm. that's cool and um and so then the so then what i love is that there's actually this ancient tradition of doing this so this is something that's real that's good the good of god's creation that just exists it's not like oh it's the the you know it's Christian or it's not Christian. It's just like a part of who we are as being human and spiritual, and that's how God made us. And there's like a Christian tradition of like kind of shepherding that journey, and it's called centering yeah. prayer, and it's it's really cool. So, and in, in what the benefit is not in the time so much is like in the time while you're praying it. The thing that you people notice is like a, a, an effect throughout their life of um, just a more maybe being present more or uh, one. Uh, this Barry who I was talking about, he described it as like surrendering as a muscle. And so just like mm. any muscle, it's not going to get stronger unless you practice, unless mm. you exercise it. And so centering prayer is when you're exercising it. But then I'll notice with my kids in the, like one of the most stressful times of night of the day or night or whatever, I'll notice that I'm more present to like their emotions or whatever. And I'll, and I'll kind of be like, I think this is because, you know, the centering prayer stuff. I think mm-hmm. this is helping. Yeah. Do you th- is there a difference between um, centering prayer and meditation? Do you think? Uh, that's again. I don't think I'm. I don't think I can answer that. So I guess what do I think? I would yeah. say. I would say it's like meditation. If you're being fair, kind of to all parties involved who might have different categories, I would say meditation, the bigger umbrella, and centering prayer. Is it's just, a, as a type of meditation, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. I, th- I would say. But that's, again, that's just because I've just been messing around yeah. trying to figure this out, but I haven't. Well, that's what we wanted. We yeah. wanted excitement, <laughs> excitement not expertise. Well, it, does sound, it does sound, though, from what you're saying, that there's, like a, there's a slight intention difference. Like you said earlier, mm-hmm. I think, uh, like consenting to the divine activity. Right. Yeah. Like that's different than a pure mindfulness mm-hmm. meditation where you're just kind of being present yeah. to what yeah. you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Right. So even though maybe mm-hmm. effects are similar or even, right, if you think right. about like some Buddhist practices, yeah. when you're talking about sort of a sacred word, yeah. I mean, this there's similar ideas yeah. that kind of there's things that you orient around. But right. I wonder if there's some intention, some intentionality 
difference when you go into a centering prayer experience. And if you were just trying Mm -hmm. to sort of pay attention to my breath, just slow down. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think being a Christian is different. You can't just lump, you know, every faith perspective is different. And so I think you have to be secure just saying Christianity is a thing that's different and then it, it means different things than the other things. And I think that like, so that's where I think centering prayer, if you're dealing with like your surrendering muscle and then that's connected to whatever theology you have about like why why and who you're surrendering and how this one's surrendered for you first and you surrender in return. So you've got this rich kind of connectedness of like what you've learned theologically with what you're doing. And I so I, I hadn't really thought about that. Like what if I was just meditating? Uh, well, because a lot of times when I do like a five-minute car breathing mm-hmm. thing or a, diff- you know, a different thing where I just sit and breathe um, – a lot of times that's just about just slowing the RPMs down. Yeah. I'm not necessarily – my mind isn't trying to access any kind of God surrender. I'm just trying to deal with my physical situation and be present. But there's – there those layers come especially for me when it's centering prayer when I'm – because then I'm – then my attention is turned towards like I'm in the presence of God. I should mm-hmm. probably do that when I'm doing the driving thing too. But, <laughs> but I, you know, but when I'm doing centering prayer, I have this sacred word and I'm turning to – to kind of surrender to this presence. That's, that's amazing. And I don't, th- yeah, when you're just meditating in a meditation class, the best I think you can do is like an impersonal, maybe universe. I'm just, I'm out of my league here, what I'm talking about. But I mean, <laughs> something out there impersonal yeah. or some, or just you, you right. know, access your best kind of self. Yeah. It's interesting that we're talking about this. I was, I just listened to a podcast that Sam Harris did. So okay. like sort yeah. of yeah. faith critic, has no time for religions, mm-hmm. um, but he has just come out with a new kind of meditation app himself. Mm-hmm. And so part of his journey, and so listening to yeah. him kind of describe, I mean, in his 20s, he went to Nepal and India mm. and did these two, three-month kind of meditation retreats yeah. repeatedly. Um, and so he's kind of coming out and saying many of the same things that you're saying, like mm-hmm. the benefits of kind of this kind of experience, mm-hmm. and he's got lessons. But there is at some point, like yeah. for me listening to it, it's like at some point right. it's like it's hard to work out what's there if you're kind of uh, – I mean so, some of the directions he was going was sort of uh, moving away from duality where sort of all mm-hmm. kind of united and there's only one mm-hmm. – there's one existence, which mm-hmm. um, there's probably Christian traditions that have some echoes of that as mm-hmm. well. But mm-hmm. uh, there's also a sense in which that's – it becomes hard to resonate with our lived experience and Mm -hmm. how we think about kind of the self, particularly in light of Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just, I mean, the timing of this conversation is interesting in light of just listening to that and just wondering, okay, where do do you end up here? And so you're framing Mm -hmm. as, well, one of the things in Centering Prayer, one of the places you end up is surrender, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, uh, and particularly, obviously, surrender to God. which is a very different place to end up than just sort of mm-hmm. united with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, but you know, in our, in, in, and there might be more overlap than we, um, you know, the further you go down the road, there might be more overlap with some of that non-dual stuff then, but, but we might come at it from a different source, you know, because like we can be very, very dual and centering prayer and coming into the presence of God can open you up to being more connected and united with someone that you have problems with or you disagree with or you're in an argument yeah. with. And so 
some of that overlap it sounds like weird or scary or eastern and not christian but there's there is there's probably more overlap than we're use we're, we realize if we cannot be too afraid of it and kind of explore like how is some of that flow out of the christian understand you know mm-hmm. love your enemies well that's mm-hmm. pretty non you know that's that's starting down that road of like yeah um, sure it's not you know somehow i have to start to look at you as brother or sister and made in the image of God. So that's like, you know, there's things about it that start to overlap. But, um, but it is tricky. Like, I feel like once you get into this world of centering prayer, you're starting to get into a pretty, a realm where um, it's very, it's very open, like groups who do centering prayer and things happen around centering prayer. It can be very hard for someone who's, um, has pretty strong hard lines about like correct doctrine or the Mm -hmm. correct denomination or the correct whatever, because, um, it's a pretty open and free environment where um, – that's my experience so far. Like mm-hmm. the writings around this stuff and, the, and doing – it's a pretty open and free environment where it's not so much about um, mm-hmm. your doctrine and your background and your denomination. So it can freak people out and mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a real thing. And it, and it probably – it might have kept me away from it for, for a while. Um, so you know what I mean? I, I, and I think that's just honest. Like some people yeah. might not be ready to sit in a – in a group and meditate with people who might not be, you know, believe the same things as them or something like that, right. you know. If, um, if you're thinking about that person who's maybe a little bit freaked out mm-hmm. thought, yeah, Mark might have done off the deep yeah, end. But, yeah. But also, yeah. like, appreciates uh-huh. maybe some of the things you're saying. Like, yeah. I would love a practice that would form me. What, what would be, be, like, a first step or two mm-hmm. where you would say, hey, like, mm-hmm. if you're not ready to sort of dive into centering prayer, mm-hmm. here are kind of elements that you might right. be able to incorporate. Does anything come to mind? I'm not really sure. And some of it's because I don't really think necessarily that everybody has to try it or do it. I would mm. just, you know, I would just encourage people to be open-minded. But I just think about how, um, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't know. I'm not a spokesman for centering prayer, really. And so it's tough for me to – I was just at a potluck with this group just now before I came here. I was at a potluck of the people who were in the centering prayer group. And I didn't even know these people. I didn't even know their names. I was having fun being anonymous. Um, in this group. And then what happened was I invited the leader to come lead centering prayer at our church this past Sunday. And so in our adult Sunday school class before church, he came to my church. Is a wonderful guy. Mentioned his name already. Shout out to... This would be Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads centering prayer. And we have like 22 people in this room, it was, which was a big number for like what I was thinking. And, um, and he led them in centering prayer. And there were some mixed responses. Um... And then, and then, so then today I go to this potluck and now Barry's, he stayed in for our worship service. And so he's bragging about our church to all these people. He's like, Mark's a pastor and oh man, his sermon and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I'm like, Barry, you're blowing my cover. I was enjoying being anonymous in this group. So anyway, um, but what, but what um, I was noticing is just the, just how there's just these people at this potluck today. It's just like. Hey, I just came to Centering Prayer at a particular time in my life, hmm. and it just—it's like they knew. It's like, oh, I, this is a space that's good for where I'm at right now, and hmm. it helps them along. And maybe it means they're—they're going to do it for the rest of their life. Yeah. Or then the group was talking about how some people just find it in like for a, a six-month period. Yeah. It just gives them a space where they can um, be quiet with God. So I would just yeah. say, like, that's the kind of experience I've had. I, I can't, I don't know that I would say, like, you got to try it or anything like that. That's a helpful reminder. I think it's one of the things, right, like, 
uh, for certain people, and I'll count myself among them, there's a tendency when we think about formative practices to think that the optimal Christian life is one that incorporates all of them. Uh, mm. And so, like, whenever you hear about a new practice, like, hmm. you should engage with it, and it should huh. be a part of, like, because that is, like, you're going to become, <laughs> you're going to be more spiritual if you're doing all yeah. of them. Oh, wow. And if yeah. you don't have one, like, if you don't have some sort of part yeah. of the, the entire sort of suite, you're going to be missing out That's on sweet. something. That's good. <laughs> so, good word. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think what you're yeah. saying is helpful that there are seasons, not just for centering prayer, but probably mm-hmm. for a number of our sort of spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some we might say are kind of more critical that we want to engage with mm-hmm. more consistently, but yeah. uh, that sometimes they kind of come in and out as, as we need them. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of centering prayer being, uh, being sort of a conduit for uh, ways we can change our behavior. So if we're asked to hmm. told to love our enemies, you mentioned kind of gave us example earlier that maybe centering prayer can help us sort of release release any anger or hostility that we've been harboring as a as a way to like you say get mm. on the path toward toward love or toward mm-hmm. forgiveness or yeah. toward uh, just letting go of sort of the toxicity that's keeping us from being sort of fully Christian. Hmm. That was pretty interesting. You seemed excited about it. You didn't seem like you totally knew what you were talking we about. Loved a bit more expertise, which but, is uh-huh. really yeah. what we were going for today. <laughs> Centering prayer. Yeah, it's a new we loved it. Thing. Yeah, and thanks actually, for. Actually, I should also say. Yes. There's like several people at my church before I was doing it who were starting to tell me about it. Oh, interesting. And they started a little group. A few women who do it. Katie, Susie, PC, they get together and they do centering prayer. It's interesting that you do yeah. this as a group. I would have thought this would have uh-huh. been a, like a sort of pretty solo meditative yeah. kind of activity. It um, adds, yeah, I'm an introvert, so I don't always like it. Yeah. Because it adds social layers to it. Yeah. That's just easier for me to just, you know, get to that surrender space. It, it's like less thoughts to have to get rid of because <laughs> yeah. I have all these social thoughts now. Oh, oh yeah. How right. do I look? You know, do people think I'm dumb? Did I, you know, do it right or did I show up too late? You know, you get all these social thoughts mm-hmm. and then you have to kind of deal with those amidst the normal thoughts. So yeah. I kind of like doing it alone, but the group is fun too. So. Well, I think uh, if this sounds like listeners out there, if this sounds like something you might be interested in, what's, what's, uh, is there a resource, Mark, people can go to to learn a little bit more about it? Yeah, basically, if you um, go on whatever uh, app program you have and just type in Centering Prayer, um, there's an app that's called that. I th- I'm pretty sure that's just the name of it. That's what it's called on my phone. And it has, it kind of just gives you, it gives you the simple guidelines. There's four guidelines of Centering Prayer, and it just, each time you do it, it shows those on the screen. And then when you start your time, you can set the time yourself and then. You press the go button and it makes a sound and you get to pick the sound you want and then it's just quiet for 20 minutes. But then it says the sound again when it's done. Oh, yeah, nice. Cool. So it kind of gives you something, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? You want to plug anything before we go? Oh, plugs. Have Um, you... uh, are there any, is there anything you want people to see wow. or know about? I think that we I should plug Granite Springs Church located on East Joiner Parkway. Excellent. That's a huge, hugely so cool come, thing. Come visit Very, us. Yes. Um, if you're a little, if you're in Northern California, but a little further down the freeway, 
yeah. you should check out City Life Church. City Life. In Midtown, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's happening. Okay. That's my church. Love it. Uh, we're grateful for you, listeners. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, until next time, I'm Aaron. Hi, Mom. It's Mark. <laughs> I'm Matt. Thanks for being curious with us. Yeah.